We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. As always, we want to say thank you to everyone who's watching and sharing and replying to various things that we're sending out. Hit share. Yeah. It's always good to share them and comment on them. Yes. You know, uh, the more that you can show how you're engaging with these, the more it will help other people engage Reach with out it. to your friends yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, and it's especially now that we're on all the various podcast spaces, we know that makes it a lot more accessible to people who are traveling and different things like that. So hopefully these continue to be useful. Uh, For this week's question, it's kind of a follow-up to one we did a couple of weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago actually now. Mm -hmm. Time has flown. Uh, But we had done a discussion about ransom versus propitiation and all these different things. Basically, what did Jesus' sacrifice mean? Mm -hmm. And someone followed up their question by saying, if God truly is this all-powerful God, why couldn't he just change the rules? Why did there have to even be a debt to be paid? All right. It seems that there's an assumption in the question that God just kind of arbitrarily makes rules mm. so that there has to be a debt paid. And that's that's not wrong. <clears throat> the, the real answer to your question goes to who God actually is. Yeah. See, the rules, the laws that we have in Scripture are based on the nature of God. The nature of God never mm-hmm. changes. He's always yeah. the same. And part of the nature of God is the justice of God. Okay. And in, in Exodus 34, when um, uh, in few verses before in Exodus 33:18 Moses asked God to show himself to Moses and God basically said to Moses if I showed you who I am in full force it'd kill you so I can't do that <laughs> but <clears throat> when we come to Exodus 34 verses 5 and 6 God comes down on the mountain with Moses and he explains or proclaims the name of Yahweh. Who is Yahweh? Yeah. And what he's trying to do is explain who God is. And all the rules and laws are based on who God is. So what does he say in Exodus 34, verse 5 and 6? Okay. It says, The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children children and the children's children to the third generation and the fourth generation. All right, so if you'll notice there in verse 7, After it says he forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin, it says, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. Mm. Why does he not do that? Because he can't. 
do it because it's who he is. Mm. Um, God is just. It's not that he arbitrarily makes laws of justice. He himself is just. Okay. And in his very nature, sin requires punishment. There's nothing he can do about that. Now, the previous verse, verse 4, <clears throat> explains that he's all, also very loving and he wants to forgive and he wants to mm-hmm. do all things. So God has a nature <clears throat> yeah. that has two competing parts in it. It has his loving, merciful part. Okay. And he wants to be loving and merciful. Um, for example, in 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4, God wants all people to be saved and yes. come to the knowledge of the truth. In uh, uh, 2 Peter 3, 9, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So yeah. God wants everybody to be saved. But there's this part of his nature that is his justice mm. that makes it not that simple. So God in his own self, it's not anything about rules. It's who God is in himself. He can't be satisfied if there's no justice. Mm. So um, in so co- would it, just to kind of <clears throat> toss something out on that, if that is his nature, would it be fair to say that it would go against his nature to change the rules? Yes, in the sense of the questioner asked, why could there just not be a debt? Right. That would be completely against the nature of God. God yeah. would never be satisfied. For example, <clears throat> in Genesis 4, okay. verse 10, mm. when Cain killed Abel, yeah. there's a statement there that speaks to the justice of God. Okay. Verse 10, it says, And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your b- brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. All right. The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. What, what does that mean? That means there's been a murder. There's been a, mm-hmm. there's been a crime. There needs to be a punishment. Yeah. And that injustice of that, that unjust death, that murder, that was crying out to God to punish that. Yeah. See? <clears throat> it's like... It's like if you can imagine a very, um, a very irritating noise mm-hmm. that in your very nature, every time something bad was done, there was this grating noise that you needed to do something about that. Yeah. That's the way God is. His justice cries mm-hmm. out for punishment of evil. Yeah. Same phraseology used with Sodom and Gomorrah. The cry, the outcry of right. Sodom and Gomorrah is very great, and God goes down and has to punish it, see? And this is just, <clears throat> this is very different than any other God story, you know, of, of other gods in the world. Because right. most of the other stories, you get a, a sense that they're very temperamental. Yeah. Like, it changes on their whims, how they feel, and so yeah. they can decide to punish or decide not to just off of whatever, whereas God yeah. seems to... God is just, and that's not going to change. And so that pres- provides a consistency. <clears throat> and that's where guilt comes from. Mm. It's like when we studied Leviticus 4, when it says if somebody sins, and even if they're not aware right. of it, they are guilty. Yeah, That means in God's mind, because they've done wrong, they are guilty. Whether yeah. they know it or feel it, they are guilty. Right. And yeah. guilt demands some kind of... Punishment. So even though it pained God 
to see his son sacrificed on the cross and all these different things, and it pained Christ to go through it, that was to satisfy that nature of God yes, let's, that had been consistent. Let's go to a passage of Scripture. Let's okay. go to Isaiah 53. Okay. <clears throat> and let's read verse... 10, the first couple of lines of verse 10. It says, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring, and he shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. How could it say it was the Lord's will to crush him mm-hmm. and cause him to suffer? Mm-hmm. Because the only person in history that didn't have sin that wasn't guilty, that could be punished for somebody else, was his own son. So it pleased God to crush him because that's the only way that punishment could be done Mm -hmm. and mercy could be given at the same time. And it satisfies some of those passages you talked about earlier where he really does want everyone to be reconciled to him. He wants everyone to be saved, but there was no way to do that other than through this sacrifice. Yes, somebody had to suffer. Mm. So that somebody was God who became flesh to suffer in the place of man because somebody had to suffer. Now, one more scripture real quick. Okay. Go to Romans 3. Because this, I mean, this doesn't make a lot of sense to humans. No. But that's part of the mystery of all this, I would guess we could say. Yeah, because God's nature doesn't change. It is who he is. Mm. So... The laws of God come from his nature. So the laws of God have to reflect the justice of God in some way. So Romans 3, 25 and 26. Now this is a mouthful, but read it slowly and our readers will follow and we'll talk about it. All right. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. All right. God has to be just. Okay. But he also wants to be the justifier. So how could he be just? Well, it says in verse 25 that he set forth Jesus as a propitiation or expiation or a appeasement offering. Somebody right. had to suffer. Right. So because of Jesus' suffering, God could be just because he punished sin by punishing Jesus. Yeah. And equally, because of Jesus' suffer, mm-hmm. suffering, he could be the justifier. He could make other people righteous mm-hmm. because he, had, he punished something, somebody. Yeah. He punished Jesus. What about that where it says uh, his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins? Well, what he's saying is it looked as if because God had not, God had, had saved people who had sinned. In the time since Moses, he had mm-hmm. saved people in there. How could he do that and be just because mm-hmm. they needed to be punished? Yeah. Well, they were punished by his punishment of Christ when Christ died on the cross. Yeah. So the punishment of Christ flowed backward and forward. Mm. Okay. So God could be just and the justifier. And again, something that makes no sense to us when we, we're very <coughs> linear. Like no. our life has a beginning, middle, and end. Right. We can't go backwards, but... This is telling us that God 
functions outside of all of that. Well, in the mind of God, you think of God's eternal plan, Mm. it was all about satisfying the justice of God Mm. and saving those that would trust him in the same at the same time it was both natures of god coming together in the only way this could be done okay so i would say that logically this is very difficult to just understand on a base level but if we have faith and trust in god it's something that's laid out as his right. truth for us and he tells us in scripture that he's not like a human being yeah. You know, Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. God doesn't just make rules up mm-hmm. arbitrarily. The rules are, are reflections of his nature. Mm-hmm. And that's why justice had to be done. Now, without Christ, if you don't have Christ in your life, mm-hmm. then there's no mercy because the only just the only mercy is found through Christ. That's why we all need Jesus. Yeah. In our life. <clears throat> okay. So hopefully that helps address the question. Like I say, I don't think we can necessarily say it answers it because there's still these deep mysterious questions about the nature of God. But at least as the way scripture presents it, that gets us forward in that answer, so to say. As scripture says, part of the nature of God is justice, and yeah. that justice cannot be overlooked or denied. There we go. So thanks for that follow-up question. And if you have any other comments or things to send our way, keep them coming. And we hope to see you all again next week. Hey, everybody. I'm going to just interrupt the outro for just a moment and let you know that next week is Thanksgiving week here in the United States. And so we will not be releasing a new video next Thursday. Feel free to go back and look at some of our other videos. But we hope to see you again in two weeks. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.